Welcome to the Self Love Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Rosenberg. You might know me from my Human Magnet Syndrome book or my Codependency Cure and the Healing the Inner Trauma Child Treatment Program. If you identify as being codependent or what I call self-love deficient, or you consider yourself an empath or a survivor of narcissistic abuse, or if you just have been held back by your life, by your circumstances, or more sadly, a person, say a pathological narcissist, this is the place to be. I will bring my personal and professional experience to help you overcome the biggest and for some the most tragic obstacles. I am committing to giving you the very best information I know that I believe will resonate with both your experience as well as your future dreams. So sit back, enjoy, and let's make this world a better place, one self-love abundant person at a time. Today I'm going to talk about covert narcissism. There is something about covert narcissism and how upsetting it is for those who learn about it for the first time. But more than that is to realize that there has been or there is a covert narcissist in your life. They are the worst type of narcissist, the absolute worst. Think about it. Covert narcissists thrive by pretending to be something they are not altruistic, kind, empathetic, connective. They pretend to be codependents. And as I've ex- as I explained in detail in my, my YouTube video on covert narcissism, they get what they need out of life by creating this false self, this facade that gets them the money, the respect, but all at the same time, they're in these relationships where they're hurting people and behaving pathologically narcissistic behind the scenes. But what I want to talk about today is what to do when you find yourself in a relationship with a covert narcissist. It is most of all, first and foremost, disturbing because you have bought into the image, the the persona of the kind, benevolent, giving, person. And don't we all want to believe that the person who we're in a friendship with, the person who's our therapist, our rabbi, our doctor, our husband, wife, don't we want to believe that the the kindness is true, that they really care about us and that the empathy is not BS? But when that facade comes crumbling down, it leaves us with a gaping hole of wonder. What the hell happened to us? How could we have been so foolish? The first thing I want to say to all of my uh, YouTube viewers, if you are a victim of a covert narcissist, please don't be so hard on yourself. They thrive on being able to fool. They thrive on being able to deceive, not because they're um, uh, sociopaths or liars, but because they can't get what they want if the world knows who they really are. So my advice is don't beat yourself up. What I teach um, my clients and and those who um, come to my uh, seminars or watch my um, videos is that in self-love deficit disorder or the new name for codependency is that the narcissists thrive and survive on our bad self-esteem. So the worst thing you can do when you uncover a covert narcissist is to beat yourself up and to think that you are stupid, 
um, um, and you fell for it, and and to just ridicule um, um, and drag yourself um, across the coals. You are just one of many, many victims of this person. The second thing I recommend is to calm down. When you uncover the covert narcissist's real motives and you finally understand that what you see is not what really is, if you uncover it and you bring it to light, especially in public, they have everything to gain by making you look bad, making you look um, irrational, by making you look mentally ill, or just to intimidate you and berate you until you actually recoil and admit to them that you were wrong. So let me repeat it, is to not call them out, especially in public, because there is too much at stake for them to lose that um, audience, um, that group of people, that job um, that supply them, not only their narcissistic riches or narcissistic um, um, rewards, but sometimes their job. The third piece of advice, once you discover that um, your loved one or someone uh, with whom you are in a relationship that is a covert narcissist, um, you're, you're not gonna call them out. You are going to decide on a way to exit the relationship, a way to terminate the relationship without an obvious confrontation. Come up with an exit plan. Uh, make this exit plan carefully, um, um, carefully thought through and carefully executed. If the covert narcissist um, discovers your exit plan, um, say it is to uh, terminate the relationship, um, say it is to break up the relationship, is to seek a divorce, um, and you decide to call them out, to pull the mask off, uh, they are smart enough, um, manipulative enough, and they have too much to lose not to discredit you and turn it around back to you. And, and remember, as most of my viewers know, because I my videos resonate for codependent uh, codependent audiences or those who are in recovery, remember, it's just not what we do well. We are not good at holding our ground and setting boundaries with manipulative with manipulative narcissists. So the, the next step is to create a boundary of protection around you. Because just by the mere fact that you have created an exit plan and you have um, executed the exit plan, that in itself will get the covert narcissist nervous. They're smart enough to know that if you are not part of um, their followers, you are not part of the audience that loves them, that, um, that, that um, craves what they have to give, um, and you back off, you get cold, um, set um, even the most minor boundaries, um, they're going to know something is wrong and again have a lot of reason, um, have a lot at stake to um, turn the situation around on you to make you look bad, to restore them to their covert narcissist facade. The next step is to understand how passive aggressive covert narcissists are. And I cannot say this more. Um, I cannot emphasize this enough. When you 
find out that someone is a covert narcissist, you uncover them, um, they're probably going to find out because, you know, we're human. Um, as I say, you're probably not going to win if you, um, if you take them on directly because they're smart enough, manipulative enough, and they have legions of followers who believe in this image of perfection and kindness and love. And love. Um, their passive-aggressive ways will be able to take all of their followers and all of the people that drink their covert narcissist Kool-Aid, and they will be able to um, get them to understand what is wrong with you. In a way, we call this projection. Um, you, the threat, who knows who exactly who they really are, who can expose them, um, who calls them out, they have everything to gain by making you look bad. And because they're covert narcissists, they don't do anything um, direct. There's no direct aggression. There's no direct confrontation. It's passive aggressive um, reactions. Um, the retaliation is manipulative. Um, Sometimes um, hidden, um, in, um, hidden in um, what seems obviously kind, benevolent, and even appreciative actions. And then, but when the, when the passive-aggressive covert narcissist is going to fight you back, and they're doing it, as I said, um, behind the scenes, they have to do it in a way that protects their image and their facade. So the way that they do that is they set you up to look bad. They antagonize you. In a way, they antagonize you in a way that gets you to defend yourself, to attack them. This is the, this is the technique that you hear um, not-so-healthy psychotherapists use, where they use their psychotherapy um, um, superiority to defend themselves and to turn you against yourself and, and to... Through, through a fancy use of words and um, dysfunctional analysis is to protect themselves by being um, the person that suggests you really are the problem and not them. There's many words for this, but it's uh, many people um, consider this mind manipulation. The last thing I want to say about how to deal with covert narcissists is to understand the degree of danger involved. I know personally that every time I've called out a covert narcissist, and I, and I think of um, a famous uh, YouTube person, I think of um, a psychologist, a therapist, I think of a boss, um, I think of a friend, um, and it has always been a difficult uphill battle to, to not only survive, but to get out of it unscathed. I have to admit that I've made a lot of mistakes um, trying to do it the right way, which is why I'm doing this video. The wrong way was to, um, to assume that my intellect or my ability to argue a point um, could be as good as theirs and take them on directly. In almost every case, it, um, it resulted in this long extended um, argument, whether it was through email or face-to-face. -face. Um, but ultimately, in almost every one of the cases, I would find out behind the scenes how much time, um, energy, and even money the covert narcissist expended, resources um, that they expended, um, to um, not only dismiss my claims, 
but to make me look like the bad person. Ultimately, resurrecting their image and their reputation. So to all my YouTube viewers, do not take on a covert narcissist directly. Um, they have everything to gain by making you look bad. And their whole life story is about the manipulation of others, their perceptions, their feelings, um, their expectations, um, and to manipulate them to believe there's something they're not. So if you, no matter how right you are and how righteous you feel, want to take them on, there's a good probability you're going to lose. So cut your losses, ident identify their covert narcissism, come up with an exit plan, initiate it or execute it quietly without a lot of confrontation, be prepared for the battle, which is for them to passive-aggressively passive manipulate you um, um, and put you in a bad light to make them look like the victim and you the perpetrator and get the hell out of the relationship. Don't argue with them. Don't go on a public forum. Don't try to prove your point because that's, that's, um, that's like wrestling with a pig and hoping you won't get dirty. And by the way, pigs, <laughs> as George Bernard Shaw said in a say, saying, pigs love to wrestle in the mud. Ultimately, to achieve self-love, which really is the goal of every codependent or, or person with self-love deficit disorder wants, is to disconnect from those pigs who love to wrestle with the mud. Is it just get out of the relationship and find either a, um, a space where you can find yourself and nurture yourself and love yourself, and then reconnect with others. You'll find those are the ones who are really themselves. What you see is what you get. And I'll tell you, after being in a relationship with a covert narcissist, you will really appreciate it. So find a way to heal the wounds, to love yourself, to reconnect yourself to what's important to you and what you deserve, and then those relationships will happen, and you'll never again be subjected to a covert narcissist. And God forbid, if one should come your way, you'll see you'll see that mask before they um, they they bat an eye. So thank you, thank you for listening to me. Um, consider going to selfloverecovery.com, where you will see all of my seminars uh, for professional and general audience, and my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Building a self-love recovery community means the world to me. Spread the word. Let people know what we're talking about. And until we meet next, I'd like to leave you my favorite of all sayings by George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Don't forget that. Our future is in our hands, despite what anyone has told you before. You can be the self-love abundant person you've always dreamt of. It's your birthright.